Welcome to Blueprint of Fate. My name is Ken Primus. I am your host on this journey into the Word of God, which is also called the Word of Fate. I've been a teacher of the Word for over 30 years. I was a pastor of Abundant Grace Ministries, and now I travel the world teaching the Word of God. According to the Word, without faith, it's impossible to please God. By faith, we understand. The Bible also goes on to say that the just shall live by faith, for we walk by faith and not by sight. By faith we believe that the universe was made. We are justified by faith. Fight the good fight of faith. At this podcast, we're going to talk about what really is faith, how we get it, how do we develop it, how to use it, so that we can receive the 8,810 promises of God, 7,487 of them being promises made by God to His beloved man. Welcome to another episode of Blueprint of Faith. My name is Ken Primus. I am your host. In this episode, we're going to deal with the word hope. I know many of you think you know what I'm about to teach about this word, but I'm not sure that you do, because we have taken this word hope, and we have actually done an ins- um, a disservice to the word hope um, in our um, daily conversation. I hope everything is okay. I hope you're doing fine. You know, I just hope that this thing works out for me. Um, these are just some of the basic things that we do or phrases that we we speak on a daily basis um, about the, uh, the word hope. But when you, uh, um, as I'm going to take a deeper look about this word, we'll get a full understanding of it and how it really plays in uh, the... Um, the process of our faith are, are, are beginning to... Remember I told you that faith is not just... Uh, it's a process that we kind of put together um, uh, that forms this belief system of ours. Uh, we talked about hope. Uh, I mean, we talked about... Uh, pardon me. We talked about grace, which was God's part. The Bible tells us that it is God and man working together. There's scriptures all through the Bible that talks about that. Um, and that is evident, as I mentioned to you, in the creation or recreation of the earth, because we were inside the Father when he was calling those things that are not as though they were uh, recreating the planet uh, for to actually inhabit us, um, because He, uh, we were cre- recreating um, or replenishing the earth um, to give to this, uh, to release us from him, out of him, so that he can he can gift us the this earth and the universe that you and I would become the gods of this universe. And so, um, hope uh, is uh, uh, the beginning of our responsibility in the process uh, to developing our faith. And um, as we take a closer look at this word, we will get a chance to see uh, the power that is incorporated in that word. Uh, There's a scripture in Romans chapter 4, 
uh, verse 18, it says, Who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And again, this is in reference to our father Abraham. The Bible calls us, uh, calls Abraham, uh, that he is uh, our father and the father of uh, faith. So we'll be right back after this message. Welcome back to Blueprint of Faith. As mentioned earlier, the word that uh, we're taking a look at is hope. And um, I wanted to do a couple of things first about hope, uh, just to show you uh, what I'm talking about. Uh, um, the word in Hebrew, tikva, means hope. But in the English language, we've lost um, the true meaning of this word and the power that is in that word. In, in, in English, hope is somewhat an, uh, you know, an abstract idea about expectation, you know, um, but in the Hebrew, it's a little more, it's different. It's more, um, um, how can I put it? It's a more solid, it's a more concrete, it's more, uh, strong, it's, it's more powerful than just, um, our English, um, idea of, of some kind of, uh, uh, abstract expectation. This expectation that is in, in the Hebrew is much deeper, uh, than what, uh, we are accustomed to hearing and to, um, uh, to in our speaking in the English language. And, um, what we're going to do is take a look at some, some scriptures. We're going to go through some different things. And as you get an understanding of this word, you will then get, uh, to really appreciate, uh, what the, um, the scripture and what the, those, uh, people in the Bible, when they mention the word hope, um, uh, this particular uh, word hope in the Hebrew, it's not like ours where we wish or a longing, uh, that kind of thing. Uh, tikva means it's it's uh, the root is like a cord, a, an expectation and a hope. It comes from the root word kava meaning to bind together. Um, uh, uh, it means to, to, to expect, to wait for, wait upon, um, with a, an expectation that it is already done. Uh, let's take, um, let's take a look at Philippians, uh, one, uh, verses 19, uh, 19 to 20, where Paul says, for I know, um, and the Greek word here means dida, meaning uh, to have a fullness of knowledge. And so he says, for I know, for I have a fullness of knowledge that this shall turn to my salvation, your prayers and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, according to my new earnest, my new, my earnest expectation and hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but that which is boldness as always shall now also Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether it be by life or death. 
So what he's saying basically here is that inadvertently he's he's burning with expectation and that um, this expectation that he has or his hope that he has is there is no fact, no problem that uh, can stop this thing from manifestation because his hope is already um, this expectation that is within him. And so um, uh, when you look at this word again um, and you read it, um, and as I mentioned to you that uh, the root core, uh, the root there has to do with binding a rope um, and um, uh, the Bible talks about that uh, uh, um, the hope is that hope is rooted basically in waiting in an earnest expectation of the manifestation, not like our wishing um, that something would manifest. And so, um, as we take a look in the scriptures, and we're going to take a look in, into the book of Hebrews, uh, um, Hebrews eleven one reads. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. See the process there? Now faith is the substance of things first hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Thus, you know, so hope is an important part in our believing, in our faith. Uh, there's a scripture also in Romans chapter 8. Verses 25, I believe, is that scripture when it says that, but if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it patiently. And so uh, here it is, ties into this Hebrew chapter 1 as well. And Romans chapter 8, uh, 24, if you go bef the, the verse before, for in this hope we are saved. What hope, Paul? says, now hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, what's going to happen? We wait for it with patience. And so, again, I'm trying to show the difference between this type of hope and uh, the ones that we talk about daily, oh, I'm hoping to get a raise. Um, but you don't have that earnest expectation. And so it's a kind of a wishing kind of a statement. It doesn't, it's not tied into faith. It has nothing to do with faith. And so what I'm trying to bring to your attention is that biblical hope or hope that is mentioned in the Bible it leads to your faith. It's very important. You must have this hope, this hope that is uh, based in this earnest expectation of what you are uh, believing God to have and to put in your life and bring forth in your life. Um, that, uh, um, you know, this is intense expectation coupled with a few other th uh, principles that we're going to talk about. And it leads to that belief system, as we read earlier in um, uh, Romans, when it talks about Abraham, it says, who against hope, or who against hopelessness, or, <laughs> you know, you would want to say who against our, our English, quote unquote, our English belief of hope. He believed in hope. 
he believed in the real stuff, that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be, Romans 4, 18. And um, uh, my expectation is that as you read and you go through God's word um, and you begin to look and you'll see these scriptures that are tying in to hope ties into faith and um, um, it uh, your faith piggybacks on your hope. We're going to look into some of these scriptures again once you get a, a revelation of what I'm trying to say, you know. Um, about um, hope. There's a scripture in Jeremiah 29, 11, when, God, when it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. This is God talking. Plans for your welfare, and not for evil, but to give you a future and a hope, an earnest expectation in your life. And so, once you have that earnest expectation, once God has he's given that to you, you then will take your fate and produce this life that God says that he plans to, de- you know, he says, for I know the plans that I have declared uh, the Lord, plans for welfare, uh, of not of evil, but to give you a future and hope. Um, we talk about Romans again, uh, Romans book, just full of the scriptures dealing with hope. I think the uh, scripture there is coming to my mind is, um, Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy, peace in believing so th- that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may be, you may abound in hope. And so, um, and there's also Romans twelve twelve another scripture that's coming to my mind. Uh, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer. Rejoice in hope, and we'll talk about Abraham, where uh, and which I read to you earlier, uh, the progress or the process by which Abraham obtained his blessing, and it's right there in scripture. If you would just look at it, but I read that entire scripture to you to us um, in the last episode in um, dealing with um, grace and uh, how we how Abraham produces. But our intention is to stop at each. Um, word, each uh, space, um, each process, um, each part of the process to show how we can get everything that we are asking for, you know, of this, uh, you know, for this thing that God mentioned in, in Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans uh, for welfare and not for evil to give you a future and a hope, an earnest expectation. Um, uh, uh, scriptures, uh, I think, um, Romans, we mentioned scriptures in, in Romans 1st, uh, uh, Corinthians 9, uh, for things we hope for, um, talks about Colossians 1, 5. Um, these are all scriptures that are dealing with hope and um talks about uh, uh, it doesn't come from uh, our 
it doesn't come from our desire, our wishes, but it comes from God himself. Uh, um, and he also, the scripture talks about, believes in hope. My hope is in thee. Uh, Psalms 31, uh, uh, 24, where the psalmist talk about uh, um, where his hope is in. If you look at Psalms, you'll see Psalms 33, 18, Psalms 22, uh, um, 30, 33, 22. I know Psalms 38, 15 as well. Psalms 39, 7. Uh, Psalms 43, 5. Um, 71, 5. First uh, Peter, uh, 1, 21. Take these scriptures and, and go and, and, and read them and see, you know, um, that these men and women put their hope in, in God. Lamentation, I think uh, Lamentation is a scripture also. Uh, Lamentation is 321 to 26. I know everyone hears this in the church. Um, Yet this I call to mind, and therefore I hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassion never fails. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. You know, we sing that hymn and all that stuff. Um, but uh, uh, this is where the, the root is, the root of this whole thing, where this, uh, this the psalmist is able to call and say, um, great is thy faithfulness, is out of verse 21. He says, yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. And 24 says, I say to myself, the Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait for him. Uh, 25, the Lord is good to those who hope, whose hope is in him, uh, to the one who seek him. It is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. So this is what I was trying to say to you early, is that, um, that our hope is tied in to um, to that uh, waiting, it's rooted in waiting, and waiting with an expectation that is beyond any shadow of doubt that you know in your spirit that what you're hoping for will manifest. And then uh, the Bible says that it shall. Um, uh, and so all of these things that I mentioned in Lamentation, that that uh, that that person is able to base, you know, where he is able to to reminisce and uh, talks about, um, uh, you know, his compassion and so forth. It never fails, and all of these things. It was based on his hope of uh, putting his hope in God, and um, uh, I believe it's in Psalms one nineteen where David talks. Um, extensively about the power of hope uh, in his life and uh, where he had placed his hope. Um, and uh, he placed his hope, the scripture says, in God's word, uh, because he makes a statement where he says, fulfill thou thy word that thou hast caused me to put my hope in. And so um, you and I, uh, uh, the Bible talks about us in hope and salvation, which I mentioned to you in Romans 24 and 25. Uh, it reads this way, For we are saved um, by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. 
For what a man seeth, why does he yet hope for? But if he hopes for that we see not, then do we wait patiently. We wait patiently for it. Um, and so uh, hope is, our deliverance is tied into that, uh, to hope as well. In Psalms 33, uh, 18 and 19, Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him, upon them that hope in his mercy, to, to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. Um, so here's people putting their hope in God when times are hard. Uh, Psalms 39, 7 uh, reinforce the idea, Now the Lord, uh, what wait I for? My hope is in thee. Deliver me from all of my transgression. Make me not the reproach of the foolish. Um, uh, Thessalonians, uh, the second book of Thessalonians 2, 16 and 17. Uh, now, Lord Jesus Christ himself and God and even our Father, which has loved us, has given us everlasting consolation and good hope through grace. <laughs> Comforts your heart and establish you in every good word and works. Um, Romans, all these, these scriptures, as you begin to look and remember uh, what hope is about, um, that it is bound and it's tied into uh, waiting and um, this expectation that is burning uh, deep within us, that uh, we're looking for this thing that we're believing God for, that no matter what happened, um, we are going to get it. He says, um, you know, through tribulation, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It, our expectation is in God and not in what people say or what people tell us that, um, you know, uh, outside of your belief system, oh, God wouldn't do that. You don't need to bother him about that. That's not their concern. Um, you know, uh, your concern is to take your hope that expectation and, um, you know, just hold on to it. Uh, Job, I think Job 14, 19, uh, the waters, uh, wear the stones. Uh, you wish away the things which grow out of the dust of the earth and you destroy them, the hope of man. And where is now my hope and my hope who shall see it? Um, so these guys, um, Job, when he was crying, uh, who shall see my hope? And uh, the Bible tells us that God the Father is looking at those things. The Lord Jesus Christ, you know, is looking at that stuff. The Holy Spirit is looking at it. And in fact, even the devil is looking at it. And so um, you have to take that hope, you know. Uh, the Bible says in, in Proverbs, I think, 1028, the hope of the righteous shall be gladness, but the expectation of the, of the wicked shall perish. And so there it is again, um, uh, you know, about, uh, I believe this is, shows the difference between the true, um, uh, ones that are hoping and the ones that are just, uh, um, quote unquote, wishing 
And um, there's a big difference that you have to understand. And as you go into the Word and study yourself, don't believe everything I'm saying. You know, I think this is one of the things that uh, we as believers, we have these teachers that are not teaching the Scriptures. And um, uh, 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 as a result, we, we get stale food. I'll, I'll give you an example. And I think I've mentioned this before, but uh, um, I may have told someone, but I'm not sure if I've spoken and let my, um, my podcast family know about this. But um, if uh, I'm repeating this, um, it's a good story to, to, to hear again, because these are the men and women that are teaching us as pastors. Um, when I began to get the revelation about this thing and I started to study and um, I, I uh, my pastor at the time came to my house, he saw me with my Bible and, and my, my books laid out studying the Word and he was leaving, uh, going on vacation somewhere or some event and he asked me if I would, um, you know, just teach the, the church and um, I, I agreed to that. And, um, and so he came to my house and he saw this, uh, presentation on my table and he asked me what I'm doing. And I said, yeah, I'm, I'm studying, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, God has given me a revelation and I want to get a deep, uh, a deeper understanding of what he's trying to teach me. And so I'm, I'm diving into this, uh, the books. I'm, go- I'm studying the language, the Hebrew language, every other thing that is associated with that scripture and digging deep in this revelation. And so he looked at me and he says, wow, that's, that's impressive, man. And, uh, I was like, oh, oh, thank you, you know, um, you know, I didn't put anything together. And so I turned and asked him. I said, so how do you do it when you, um, you know, when you're preparing for, for a sermon or a revelation that God gives you? What do you, how do you, how do, what's your process? You know, I'm a young guy and looking up to this uh, pastor. And he turns around and says to me, oh, I don't do that. I said, so what do you do? He says, I, I, I wing it. Um, and so we have a lot of pastors um, that are out there that are simply winging it, folks. And so um, you and I need to go and study the Word so that we can become effective for the kingdom of God. Um, uh, there's a change coming in the world. Um, I know a lot of people that listen to these podcasts, they say, uh, I don't go to church. I've, I don't go to church. I don't, um, you know, uh, I don't go to church anymore. I watch on TV or whatever. However, they they put in, in you know, whatever they're saying. But the thing about church was that in the beginning of uh, the uh, Christian belief system and uh, when the Holy Spirit came upon the body of Christ in, in Acts and the, uh, the, the, the new body, the believers began to um, uh, get together and uh, uh, learn from these disciples and so forth. And um, uh, God said, they said in the scriptures that, um, don't forsake the assembling of the brethren. Don't forsake, you know, the church or the assembling of the brethren. 
the Bible says, not church. So there are lots of churches that are really not um, how I'm trying to be politically correct. And there, okay, there are a lot of churches out there that are not preaching the word of God. They're just giving you, uh, um, you know, uh, good, you know, positive thinking stuff. The word of God is supposed to change you. The Bible tells us that it's powerful to cut, to divide, ascender the soul and the spirit, the everything. It's designed to cut right through your belief system, your 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 crazy thinking. It is designed to save you, to bring you to salvation, not just to be born again. For the Bible says we must be born again, but not just about salvation. The Bible says it is for salvation from everything, salvation from being bondage to um, um, sickness, salvation to be uh, from bondage to poverty, salvation to be bondage from uh, um, uh, uh, every single thing that ails mankind. And if there is not a church that preaches the word of God, that waters down the scriptures, that's not the place for you. The Bible is very specific. It talks about, uh, uh, you know, the, the devil quoted scriptures to, to Jesus. And so um, be very mindful. Uh, the Bible is very clear. He talks about the body of Christ. It's a different group of people than church. <laughs> Let me say that again. The body of Christ, the bride of Christ, is a different set of people than just people that's showing up in a church. It's two different people, sets of people. The body of Christ are those that are true believers in Jesus Christ, not in a church because mommy is there, grandfather, grandfather was there, papa was there, mama was there, my cousin was there, everybody grew up there, I come, the youth group was great, the pa none of that n nonsense, those are childish stuff, those days are over. Just take a look outside of your windows, your doors, and your TV sets, those days are over. Now, you and I must begin to look for the true sons of God, the ones that the Bible says nature is waiting on, the world is waiting on, because those are the ones that are going to make a difference. And trust me, they are few. They are very few. And so be mindful of where you sit, because uh, what's being placed inside of you by some of these passes that are just winging it and not going before God and getting before the Holy Spirit and before Jesus to get information how to feed his people. And again, a lot of them are not interested. The Bible says to go ye into the world, preach the gospel. It says laying hands upon the sick and they shall be recovered. We have a mandate. If those things are not in your church, they're more interested in about membership than they are about disciples. Because the believers of God is to get out, go into their neighborhood, uh, lay hands on their, their neighbors when their neighbors are sick, when their kids are sick, 
we are supposed to be those that are walking in the power of God. Again, as I say to you, there's a change coming. The Bible talks about the sons and the daughters of God, the sons of God, that nature is waiting on, the world is waiting on, and it's no longer church. We are not tied into a religion. This is not about religion because it was religious people that killed God. We are looking and talking about sons of God because God is interested in sons. And so he did all of this to, to have sons, to have a relationship, to have a family, not to be a part of a religious group. So it's, it's beginning to be time, folks, that you and I have to seek and look within ourselves and see that what's going on out there is not what God is about. The madness that is happening within the church and the, the, the garbage that they are tying themselves to uh, political leaders and allowing them to behave in the madness that they are. Even Saul, even the prophets, they stood up to king to kings and, and where their lives were threatened and um, they were running because they stood up to power and told them that they were wrong. Uh, when David with Bathsheba, when he killed that, that woman's uh, husband, God sent the prophet to him and said, there, and, 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 and the prophet told David a story about this man uh, having one little sheep and this man that has a rich man, powerful, but yet he coveted this one man's uh, sheep. And what deception he created to get that man's uh, 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 sheep. And uh, in David's thing, he sent that, man's, that man to his death so that he can get this woman that he saw that was uh, uh, while he was hanging around. And the Bible tells me that God sent a prophet to judge him, to speak to him, to this king that the Bible says has a heart after God. And so um, God judged him and brought judgment upon his family because of that. And today, the church today does not have the strength or the guts to stand up to leaders and call them out for when they are wrong. And so I do not believe in this church that they have here today because the Bible tells me they have no power. I am looking for the sons of God. And so I, I ask your forgiveness for my ranting, but um, uh, you need to begin to understand and look at your life and make some decisions. But uh, back to hope. Hope is very important in the uh, the obtaining of your promise. The Bible says that Abraham, who against hope, believed in hope. And so uh, that hope is with an earnest expectation that what you are believing for is already yours. And once you put some additional things on there, the Bible calls it fate. And it says, now faith, now hope is the substance of things. Uh, faith is the substance of things hoped for. 
<laughs> so you see the connection that faith is the substance of the thing that is you're hoping for. So your hope becomes, ex ex you know, very, very important in you obtaining your promise. So go to the scriptures, read scriptures about with the knowledge of um, uh, of what hope is now, and uh, you will see a difference when you look at those scriptures. Um, you know, it talks about uh, in in I believe it's in First uh, Corinthians thirteen uh, thirteen, and it talks about where it says now faith, hope, and love abides. These three, but the greatest of these is love. Do you see the importance of hope? Not wishing, but Bible hope. The stuff that is rooted in expectation. The stuff that is rooted in waiting. Now faith, hope, and love abides. These three, but the greatest is love. And it is my hope that you go and study and begin to see uh, what Jeremiah talks about, 2011, for I know the plan I have for you, declare the Lord, plans of welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. And for you to take that hope and um, use it, to get all the things that you desire, for the scripture says God will give you the desires of your hope, of your heart. And uh, uh, again, this hope is not an abstract idea of expectation that we do and we say in uh, our uh, English belief system. Tikva is a concrete word. It means expectation. It also means it's like a cord, a rope um, to bind. Uh, um, so uh, it is my hope that you would go into the scriptures, go before God, ask him to reveal these things to you, that you will begin to walk in faith and that you will begin to obtain all the promises that he has for you and your family so that you and I can change this word. And I'm thankful for you, uh, my listeners, and it is my hope that you would um, let your families and friends know about this podcast, that we can grow together. And um, uh, we will, again, I'll come back next week and we'll go deeper into all the different uh, aspects of what faith is. And then we are going to, um, once we get to that uh, place where we understand what faith is, we are going to focus on uh, getting what uh, was um, promised us. So until next time, be safe and um, learn about your precious gift that God has given to us, as call hope. Bless you. Amen.
Thank you for coming to Blueprint of Faith. And remember, every child of God overcomes the world. For our faith is the victorious power that triumphs over the world. So be not weary, but imitate them who through faith and patience inherit the promises of God. Again, thank you for coming by. Please subscribe, and if you can, support us financially. We deeply appreciate it. You can do this by hitting the heart button. Until next time, invite your family, friends, neighbors, church, study group, and even people you don't like. You can hear us on Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Overcast, and many more.